You are now listening to Pursuit Cast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Well, what's up, everybody? This is Sam from Pursuit, and we are still in Redding, California. And I have the tremendous privilege and honor to sit with. Uh, Pastor Bill Randall of Risen King. He's one of the Bills that Nathan was talking about yesterday. But thank you, Pastor Bill, for being with us My today. My privilege. Yeah, good, thank you. Good to meet with you. Yeah, thank you for doing this. And for those who are listening, um, I guess if you could kind of just share just a little bit about yourself um, yeah. so that people get an idea of yeah, who you are. Yeah, we've been at Reading 19 years, and I've been the lead pastor for 15 of those years. Awesome. Uh, before that, we planted churches on the East Coast in Southern California. And uh, kind of came into town here uh, limping, just needing to, to take a, a transition to regroup. And then we're going to go on to um, other cities and plant churches. But God had another plan. We got here and and uh, discovered that um, he had a an assignment for us that, that really has taken us in in large ways to, to a whole new direction and in uh, what, we hype, what we're really very focused on, and that's equipping uh, future leaders, awesome. emerging leaders, and um, and just walking with uh, church planters and and people that are trying to impact the advance of the kingdom. Cool, um, awesome. So yeah, I mean, could you tell us, um, I guess, a little bit about your time in Redding, California, yeah. as a lead pastor? I know you were part of like the church planning team as well, and just kind of yeah. that story. Well, I came in. The church was uh, was 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 uh, already going with uh, leadership of Terry Wardle and then Ron Walborn, and um, so I got to work with those great guys, and and then uh, they both took off into their prospective ministries, and um, and I was uh, selected as a senior pastor, and so we've just you know tried to grow a church that has already had some awesome DNA, mm-hmm. and we've just built on that, you know. Awesome. Risen King's a place where it's okay not to be okay yeah. as you come in, a, a house of grace, uh, but a place of healing. So mm-hmm. there's healing and growth and transformation. Uh, you know, we are a church that that really is committed to uh, understanding God through the Bible. So we study mm-hmm. the Bible. You know, the, the sermons are, are Bible-based. We have a lot of equipping tracks for adults and young adults and, and children. Um, but we also uh, see the need to emphasize the the power of the spirit. So mm-hmm. it's it's not either or. It's truth yeah. and power, word and works. Um, we're a church that uh, is seeking to develop the whole person, mm-hmm. and so any of our any of our um, gatherings or our uh, training modules or whatever, they're they're not just to to equip the mind, but to activate um, obedience, courageous yeah, obedience good. to the Lord and. And I, I think that's, when you read scripture, that's the obvious thing, is a, a disciple is someone who not just knows stuff, but is it also capable of, of, of saying and doing what Jesus said and yeah, did, um, and ministering the ministry. You know, gaining his instinct um, is, is a goal I've had for, you know, somebody's been around Risen King for a while, my hope is that they will be gaining the instincts of Jesus to respond mm. to life situations as he would. The, the the obvious one, which I've loved seeing really be firmly implanted, is that pretty much anybody who's been around Risen King very long, if they're around somebody who's sick or hurting, it will come to their mind to ask them the question, may I pray for you? That's good. And, um, 
and then be able to pray with some effectiveness, some expectation. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I've had the privilege to come out here uh, for the conference that you guys had for, mm -hmm. for two of them. And, 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 you know, I got to see that firsthand, the equipping, yeah. Yeah. both in the Word and, 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 and encountering God in that yeah. as well, not just yeah. learning about it, but diving into yeah. it as well. So that's awesome. So, and just as you've shared, you've been part of this ministry for about 19 years. Yeah. Um, I guess what, what are some keys, I guess, for those listening who are in ministry or who are just starting off ministry as, yeah. they, as they look ahead of you know, how to keep pressing forward and persevering yeah. and being faithful yeah. of just giving your life to a ministry like that? What, what, yeah. would, what are some keys you could share to, to those leaders out there? And I, I say this with, with a, a lot of a perspective on it from, you know, learning the hard way, so to speak, yeah. and then having some breakthroughs. But whatever a leader has to do to stay fascinated with Jesus, mm. that is the number one key. Stay fascinated with Jesus. Everything else will fall into place if you stay fascinated on, on, on the Jesus Christ. And so the intentionality to um, spend time with him alone, um, not to prepare a sermon or, you know, to, to prepare some kind of leadership. I mean, we do that as well, but just to stay fascinated on mm, Jesus, good. to love him and um, listen to his voice in an unhurried, um, quiet, you know, um, platform that's a, built into the regular rhythm of your life. Mm. And leaders... Christian leaders, um, it's it's epidemically true that that they they fill they fill their their time with de the demands that often come in a growing yeah. ministry, um, and they we, we really need to learn to say no in order to leave some room for our yes to that time with mm, God. That's good. So I, I would say that's key, and I think the other thing is to want to develop a ministry culture where relationships are healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look to your right and to your left, your team members, and you not only know them, you like them. Yeah. And you keep current with them. And there's that sense of privilege and responsibility that, that, that leaders figure out what it looks like in context to equip them mm -hmm. to be their best, encourage them, um, create um, opportunities, create margin in the very way you lead together as a team, where you're seeking the Lord together, where you're praying for one another, mm. and that that isn't just programmatic, but it becomes, you know, a real lifestyle. And again, built into the very rhythms yeah, of, of the way you do things. And and then, of course, um, staying engaged with what you sense God is doing. Jesus, you know, limited what he did to what he saw the Father doing, mm. you know, John 5, 5 uh, 19. Um, I only do what I see the Father doing, you know, that, that limitation... Um, as Jesus puts it, is is something I think leaders need to figure out their their uh, the way God's wired them, but basically to discern what God is doing and to learn to courageously join in those things. Um, and He's doing stuff, you know, within the context of of the the, the gathered community, your, mm -hmm. your local church. But it's to be able to look into the community and beyond, yeah, and see what are the ways in which God has prepared that leader the leadership team and that 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 church community to to uh you know to take what they've been given and give it away yeah no that's good that's yeah. i know you shared about how just kind of creating that time to be alone yeah. with jesus and yeah. not to be hurried by the demands and the busyness yeah. and yeah. and i'm sure for you being a lead pastor there's 
more demands than, let's say, on a youth pastor or someone yeah. just getting in ministry. I guess what 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 are, what would be some ways for you to, I guess, protect that time with yeah. to be alone with God, to not be so hurried and, and not yeah. to get carried away by the demands. Well, I'll say one comment for senior pastors is that if they're too busy, it's their fault Mm. because they're in charge of their calendar. So, you know, the guy who doesn't have any time to be with the Lord and to pray, that's his choice. Yeah. Um, Now, when you get other staff members, hopefully there is a culture that celebrates um, spiritual health Mm. and growth and formation. Um, But it's not true in every case. So... You know, I'd say to a young leader, if you're, if you're, you know, uh, on a team and that culture isn't already in place, um, do what, do everything you can with what you have to work with. Mm. Um, you know, people can be very busy and still be centered in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to be creative. Mm. And uh, but some of the things I do is I, I don't, uh, I, I start with the Word and with prayer, mm. not Facebook. Yeah. You know, not checking checking email. Um, my staff knows that I have you know certain hours every every morning that I'm I'm my I'm working. I'm busy. I'm in an appointment, yeah. which means I'm I'm at home yeah. and seeking the Lord. And uh, I don't I don't start appointments till eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and so the morning is for study and prayer, and and it, uh, that allows me to be. You know, well on my way, I finish my sermons earlier in the week than mm-hmm. at the last second, so I don't feel that stress and able to really, you know, end the week with just praying through and and uh, and, and you know, again, I I think a lot of guys are are just need some time management, yeah, some time management uh, coaching, mm-hmm. and but one of the things to never um, let be a second or a third le- level. Uh, priority yeah. is being in the Word, being praying. Um, I think solitude and silence. Uh, in as Henry Nowen puts it, we live in a wordy world, and mm-hmm. the demands are coming to us from all sides. Um, and if we don't make some room for that, it, 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 the world will rob it. Yeah, from us. We'll be swimming in the shallows all the time. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I think that's from the way of the heart. Is that the, the way of the heart? Yeah. yeah. It's, for those listening, that's a definite must. It's a definite read. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Um, what would be? I know we're talking a lot of leadership stuff. Um, what would be the best advice you can give to leaders? I know we talked about prioritizing, yeah. spending time with Jesus, yeah. time management, some practical stuff, yeah. disciplines. But what would be like? Is the best advice you can give to young leaders that are coming up and yeah. wanting to serve Jesus and, and everything like that? I I th- I, th- I there could be many things we could talk about. One would be. Know who you are mm. and whose you are. I mean, get that so that it's at, at the very core of your being, you know who you are as a son or daughter of God. That's that, good. that you know you're the beloved of God apart from your performance. That that is not up for grabs. You, you know who you are and you know whose you are. That, that this, this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, have chosen you. They love you. They're for you. They're with you. Um, and... And, and, and from that, um, not doing, you know, just anything that can be done because the, the, the you know, if you sit around and wait for assignments to come from other people, you're, you know, again, you're going to just be scattered in a million yeah. directions. I think we are made on purpose for a purpose. We need, to, we need to know not only how we're wired, 
and know who we are in Christ. But we need to know the way God's gifted us. Yeah. And we need to be honest about our desires. We need mm. to know what's the desires of our heart because God, and when we're in touch with that in truth, that's those are huge uh, keys as to what we should be giving our time to. We can't do, we, we shouldn't try to do everything, and especially in the realm of, of the temptation of pleasing people. Mm -hmm. That's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, leaders need to be about getting vision, sharing vision. They need to be, in my opinion, mm -hmm. leaders need to be about figuring out the best way to find other leaders and begin equipping them and releasing them. You know, leaders need to be figuring out the best ways to communicate and impart the yeah. kingdom to others. And, you know, if you just do a few of those things well, mm -hmm. it it leads to a fruitful and good life. Yeah, I that's think. cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and now, I guess, for us to kind of just change gears a little, a little bit yeah. from leadership to, you know, what we at Pursuit, our ministry, what we are really passionate about is, is seeing revival. You know, to yeah. see God come and do what only God can do. Um, you know, people getting saved, you know, uh, plundering hell to populate heaven. We just want to see that break loose in the New York City, uh, you know, metropolitan area, the tri-state yeah. area. And, and you know, it's been known for Reading to kind of have, you know, quote-unquote, the open heaven. And, 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 and it's awesome for us, you know, to see the relationship that uh, you have with the other local churches yeah. here and partnering together and, and all of that. Um, for, so for, for, for myself, you know, I would like to know this too, and for those listening, I'm sure, of of how to get that open heaven, I guess, because yeah. we want to see that in our region. We want to see that in, in dark places and, and unreached yeah. places. And, and since you guys have been living yeah. in that and flowing in that, yeah. Yeah, I think, first of all, just to just maybe just take one step back and talk about revival. Mm -hmm. Revival is a provision God gives the church to bring it back to normal. Mm. So we need revival to be normal, which is a normal Christian, according to Scripture, is somebody who is in relationship with Jesus, who is seeking to follow Him and obey everything that He yeah. commanded, and to do that under the uh, influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, you know, you look at um, how did revival hit Ephesus? I mean, it started off with Paul looking for some disciples, and those, he assumed they were believers. He finds out they're not. Leads them to the Lord in relationship with Jesus. They believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. He baptizes them. He comes up out of the water. Now they're incorporated into the body of Christ, into the movement of Christ. But he lays his hands on them yeah. and prays for the Holy Spirit to come. We need to pray. We need to lead people to Jesus, and then we need to um, lay hands on them with the expectation that they'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that spiritual gifts will will be part of the provision. And that's what Paul's question was, do you do we have the power to do what we yeah. need to do in the city? Did you receive the Holy Spirit after you believed? And um, no, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that many evangelical churches, yeah. if they were honest, would, would have about the same response, mm -hmm. at least from a functional standpoint. So we need to, it revival, there, there'll never be this kind of like revival over a city unless somebody's asking the question, have you experienced the, the Spirit's mm -hmm. empowering in your life? That's and good. be willing to disciple them towards Jesus, be willing to lay hands on them, to pray. You know, and the early church waited on the Lord. Yeah. And, um, and you know, so it's going to be face on face, life on life. You know, finding out where people are at, taking them where they, from where they are to where they need to be, 
um, in that deepening appreciation and, and, and desperate hunger and thirst. Um, as Jesus said, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, yeah. they shall be filled. Yeah, definitely. And so how can people hunger and thirst for something they don't even know exists? Mm-hmm. So we, we need to live it in a vibrant way to make people thirsty. So they, they, we, we've become uh, an advertisement of the life that Jesus has made possible. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I, think, I think corporate revival is, is, a good, is a good thing. Churches can pray. We can seek the Lord together. Uh, and God has historically come at times. But we, we also need to understand the power of one-on-one, yeah. you know, walking people toward it. I've led many, many people through the years in early discussions where they didn't even know what they thought about it to where they were really interested in it, to where they got yeah. beyond interested, they got desperate for it. Mm. And then in the moment that was perfect for them, the Spirit came upon them, and um, they become then the contagion to see the thing yeah. continue to go out. But um, So first, get filled with the Spirit, yeah. and then offer to pray in small groups and... Um, you know, part of the, the normal discussion in, in discipleship and walking people towards, towards a, you know, what it means to fully know and, and, and grow and follow Jesus is that the, the life empowered by the Spirit is, an, is, is the normal Christian life. Yeah, definitely. So that's, we do need to, we do need to just re- reclaim that as, as part of our, our, uh, our heritage as the, his sons and daughters. I think I think seeing the task before us as Paul looked at Ephesus, he knew that I mean, with with the mandate to to have share the message and the ministry of the kingdom in a city that was so overcast with demonic powers, um, there was a sense of being desperate. Yeah, and I'm not sure how desperate we are at times. I'm not sure that we see the principalities and the powers. I'm not sure that we appreciate. Um, what advancing the kingdom really entails, because if we did really understand the message and the ministry and what God's trying to do in, in, in breaking His reign and rule into the lives and into the neighborhoods and into the cities and into the nations, I think we'd be, we'd be, it'd be more obvious to us yeah. that we need God's yeah. power yeah, to do no, God's work. No, that's good. I mean, even on, on our flight um, over here to California, I was just listening to a podcast from Bethel and and something that Pastor Bill Johnson was saying was how if you if you if you're not overwhelmed by your assignment then you haven't seen it clearly because there you go it's that desperation that you need God to come in and come through and break through that that only he can do this impossible assignment that's what he gives us himself and so that's cool and and I guess that kind of ties into what you're saying about being fascinated by Jesus absolutely Um, I, I guess going kind of back to that is now, how do you how do you keep that relationship fresh? You know that we don't become familiar or complacent with God. Or I mean, if you're seeing people being saved, I mean, yeah, it's so easy to get used to that. Or how do you maintain that fresh fascination with Jesus? You know, again, I I think it's 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 uh, more organic and relational than it is programmatic. Mm. However, it 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 needs to be a priority, like it shows up in your calendar. It needs to be that real, that tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, it, as was it says in the Word, as was his habit, he rose early in the morning mm-hmm. and went and prayed to his Father. Um, I, I think we just we need to habituate um, rhythms of, of spiritual formation mm-hmm. that include, you know, just being with God with no apparent reason than just to be with Him. That's good. You know. Uh, 
you know, the end is not revival. Revival is a means to the end, mm. which is the glory of God. That's good. And the advance of his kingdom. So, um, so yeah, so we, we, May, as, we're, as we cry, our cries for revival, we keep, keep it clear in our head, our cries for revival so that people can be fascinated with Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes I see uh, the subtle kind of shifting of priorities and the, and the, the fascinations with revival. Yeah, like the signs and wonders and yeah. manifestations. Yeah, and signs and wonders are, are meant to, to, to lead you further into Jesus, yeah, further into the kingdom. There's signs that, that, you know, signs that make you wonder about Jesus yeah. and the kingdom. And um, boy, does that sometimes it's just that subtle, subtle shift mm -hmm. of, of, of a, a bullseye focus of, of what we're really after. Yeah. So the end is not revival. And there are some people who teach that and I love them and we'll be in heaven together and all yeah. that. I just, I just absolutely disagree. Um, the end is the glory of God and the kingdom that's of God, good. and that's why uh, keeping our eye on you know beginning with the end in mind, so to speak, is Jesus is his is his is his right to reign and rule and seeing that breaking into our lives and and wanting that and we know that if that's going to happen, we need His power. Yeah, definitely. But people sometimes will park out at focusing on the power, you know, set up camp there and talk about the way the Holy Spirit comes in power and be more fascinated in the manifestations, mm -hmm. which man, if you, if you, if you shake and bake because the Holy Spirit comes on you yeah. and you get up and you're more fascinated with Jesus mm -hmm. and you are more courageous and brave to go take his message and his yeah. ministry across the street and across the nations. Well, that's awesome. But if you shake and bake and you get up and, and the only thing you can think about is you want to come back and do that same thing again mm -hmm. with something's, there's a, there's something yeah. that's gotten distorted. No, that's good. I, I think, I mean, the thought that comes to mind is we made it more about us than, rather mm. than Jesus, you know, simply put. Mm. It's, it's more about us than Jesus. And, and like you're saying, too, just be fascinated about Him. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. So, yeah. um, and I guess as we just wrap up our time together, um, you know, how do you connect best to Jesus in this season of your life? I mean, that's the question that, um, you know, now that I've been just asking every leader, not for the sake of program, but just so that we kind of get an yeah. idea of glimpse, so that we could keep our relationship fresh as well as, yeah. and and you know, how do you connect to the Father and to Jesus in yeah. this season? Just the again, I've said it. Um, it really has been my lifestyle for a few decades to start my day, um, not doing tasks, yeah. not, not attempting to resolve great issues not you know finishing uh, work work or meeting with people but is to be with the Lord mm -hmm. and from that I, 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 I that's a time of getting centered on the Lord and the goal of that what I celebrate in that time is that you know I remember who I am I, I know I'm the beloved of God my 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 heart is is is, uh, is 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 centered and focused and settled in the truth of who I am and whose I am and when I get up from that time then the rest of the day is a matter of re-anchoring or re, you know, uh, re-centering. Um, but because I've started there, it's easier to come home. Yeah, that's good. And so through the day, you know, it's the Brother Lawrence, what does it mean to practice His presence? So what does it mean to remember that God is with me yeah. um, and, and the God who is with me loves me? And so to put into, again, the rhythms of my day, remembrances, things that bring me back to the truth of, 
of, of God's presence with me and, and so forth. And finishing the day on purpose at night, mm. that there's a sense in which when I go to bed at night, I, 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 I just take a few moments. It's not a formal thing, but just thanking him for the things that I've delighted in during the day, blessings of the Lord. I give to him the weight. Mm. Sometimes it presses down upon upon uh, upon us, and you know, forgive those who have offended yeah. me, and just go to bed at night with a clear conscience. You know, mm, that's okay. as best I can. I, I'm, I'm right with God, and I've, I've let things go, and to wake up on purpose. That when Lord, thank you, you're with me now. When I wake up, I want to wake up to your presence. Yeah. And um, and again, it's just whatever we can do to to get aligned and to stay in. Uh, stay mindful of of the truth that God is loves us and the God who loves us is with us. Yeah, no, that's good. Twenty four seven, right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Bill. I mean, I just want to get fascinated with Jesus more and more just after Amen, talking bro. to you. So, I want to thank you so much for just hanging out with us, just sharing some wisdom and your heart and 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 your experiences with us. And and to everyone that's listening, we just want to thank you for tuning in and, and listening. Thank you, bless you. We love you. Take care. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to Pursuit Cast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.